Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yeah, better than this. I don't know what I'm doing. I can't do this shit. What's better than this? Guys, being dudes here on the Draft Dudes Podcast, presented by Locked On. It's Joe Marino and Kyle Krabs from the Draft Network. And we are your hosts here on this Tear Maker Thursday edition of the show. I hope you guys enjoyed WhatsApp Wednesday and Snare Drum Fart Machine Friday coming tomorrow. Kyle, welcome. How we Can't doing? wait. Bart Scott style. <laughs> what was the, the fart on a snare drum Friday or something like that? Yeah, I think I, I, think I said it correctly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no. We're not doing that tomorrow. Sorry. We're actually going to be on Twitch tonight with JC. Is he, he's he's confirmed. He is confirmed. We talked to his agent. We talked to his agent. Okay. I have his information, and he's totally sure. down. So JC, Joe, and I are going to do a live edition of Draft Dudes tonight, sometime probably ten o'clock, something like that. Uh, give Joe a chance to watch a couple episodes of Game of Thrones with the misses before we sit down and and stream because I know that's very high up on your priority list right now. Yeah, we got done with the Twitch last night at nine thirty. And I strolled across the house to uh, watch an episode or two of Game of Thrones, and I was immediately told um, somebody was too tired to make it through oh, a whole episode. No. So I returned back to my desk, wrote Six Pack Thursday, and published it at twelve thirty a.m. I thought it was a little curious <laughs> that you were asking me how to navigate the Pro Football Reference. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Five minutes after I told you I was going you to watch were Game of Thrones, down for the night to go watch Game of Thrones, and uh... yeah, well, had to bounce back, you know. So good. Make good use of your time. Joe, we need to make good use of our time because anytime we've tried to tackle Tier Maker Thursday and do 32 subjects, they've been 45 minute podcasts. And I don't know about you, but I have some shit to do this afternoon before we go on Twitch. And I would very much not like to have a 45 minute podcast. All right. That's up to us. Let's it do is it. up to us. I have no faith in us whatsoever, but that's okay. No. We're going to give it our me, best me chance. Of course. We're starting. In the AFC, with the AFC East, Joe, your Buffalo Bills, what we're doing today, what we're doing today is we're ranking the hotness of each of the 32 NFL head coaches seats. So looking at the hot seat, who's on the hot seat, who's not on the hot seat. And we are drawing inspiration from one of my personal favorites, Joe. I don't know what your feelings are on this fast food establishment. Love it. Love it. So two big fans of Taco Bell. And if you go to Taco Bell, you have to get the sauce packets, right? And coincidentally, they happen to have four different flavors. They have fire, hot, mild, and verde. 
So we have tiered the hotness of the quarterback or the, the coach's seats by the Taco Bell packet flavors. Fire means it is scalding hot. Y'all better get your stuff together. Hot. It's hot. There's pressure on you, but you're not facing imminent firing if you do not live up to expectations per se. Mild, in which there's a little bit of warmth there. You know, the the job security might not be the best, depending on the way the season goes. And Verde, which ranks if you um, have absolutely nothing to worry about, regardless of what the end result is of your season this year. Yep, that's how it stacks up, Kyle. I've got them all tiered up, ready to go. Buffalo Bills, Sean McDermott. Yeah, I have Sean McDermott in the mild tier. Um, I think that there's a big belief in the organization in Sean McDermott. I think a good overwhelming majority of the fan base really believes in, in Sean McDermott. Uh, a lot of new pieces that he has to get moving together, especially on offense this year. But I'd, I'd be very surprised, even if the Bills really you know, only won four or five games, if, if – if Terry Pagula were to move on from Sean McDermott. I don't think he's Verde. I don't think he's hot. Somewhere in the middle, so he's mild. I got to be honest. I was worried that I was going to upset you by having him in the mild tier. Because we're entering really? year three, right? Yeah. Uh, the record of the team, obviously they overprodu- or overachieved the first year that he was there, making the playoffs at nine and seven. And um, there was a record regression uh, but there was also the introduction of a franchise quarterback now. And I think the fact that you have, I don't want to say delicate, but you have a situation in which you need to make sure the situation around your young quarterback is right. There is going to be a little bit of pressure on you to make sure that things are moving in the right direction and the team doesn't regress in other areas. And for that reason, I did put him in the mild tier as well because he's entering year three. Yep, I think it's fair. Okay, very good. Uh, Miami Dolphins. Joe, if you don't mind, I'll take this one first. Uh, I'm going to keep it short and sweet. Brian Flores is in the Verde tier because they gave him a five-year fully guaranteed contract, and he's going to have a ton of forgiveness, and the team's direction is totally changed, so they're not expecting to compete this year. There's no pressure there. Yeah, I'm with you. Verde, not a chance. He's good for at least two seasons. Joe, the New England Patriots. How hot is Bill Belichick's <laughs> Couldn't be colder, Kyle. Verde next. My man is the ice or the the night king, right? He's just ice cold up there in New England. Absolutely freezing. That hot seat. I'd love to. In Six Pack Thursday today, I talked about Don Shula. And of course, in doing so, I drew some parallels to Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick entering year 25 of his career is still 67 wins away from matching Don Shula's career all-time leader in regular season's wins. But here's what's most impressive to me about Don Shula. There's so much, right? 33 seasons as an NFL head coach, 31 times 500 or better. Yeah, He only had two losing seasons in 33 years. Belichick's already had five in 24. This guy is 171 games above 500, um, 670 – Four six seventy seven all time winning percentage point oh oh three percent behind Belichick. We are not talking enough about Don Shula as one. I, I everybody knows he's one of the best, but like his legacy is something we need to be like remembered, reminded about more often than we yeah. Are. I feel like he's kind of an afterthought as far as like you talk about great a pantheon of great coaches, right? And because he won two, only won two Super Bowls in what 
28 years in Miami or whatever, like he's not regularly named with like the Lambeau and the Landry and the Belichick, but like the longevity of what Don Shula did in Baltimore when he was there with the Colts for I think five or six years. And then what he did in Miami for so long is incredible. And my dumbass only saw the first six years of it or the last six years of it. And I was six years old when he retired. So it's the whole boat, Joe, the whole boat. Four different decades this man coached in, and and he was able to adapt and continue to produce winner after winner. Unbelievable run. All right. New York Jets, final team in the AFC East. Uh, Joe, I think Adam Gase is Verde. I wanted to put him in mild because he was the team's third choice. (laughs) for head coach and like that I mean that that stands out but at the same time with the changes that they've made in the front office like I think it 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 serves as a vote of confidence for the New York Jets this year in Adam Gase so for me he's Verde yeah I put him in mild Kyle and, and I'd be really really surprised if he was one and done but at the end of the day you did make the point there third hat option They've already had the disruption with the uh, with the general manager, new general manager in place, uh, some pretty high-profile executives brought in along with them, and Adam Gase has a bit of a track record, right? Like, he's not coming in with this fresh resume. We know who Adam Gase is, and if those tendencies show up and they don't marry well with, you know, uh, Joe Douglas and Phil Savage and his crew, they're going to want their own guy. And this is a team that you can already tell that they really believe in this window with Sam Darnold. And they can't afford to not be on the same page from coaching staff to front office with a window that they're really trying to maximize. So I couldn't put them completely in Verde for those reasons. Okay, that's fair. Uh, AFC North now. Uh, We have the Baltimore Ravens. Joe, I'll let you take this one first. Verde. Uh, Harbaugh signed that extension. He's one of the most consistent winners over the last, what, like 10-plus years. He's safe. There ain't nothing happening Not to there. mention, this was like the first year that they extended him on more than like a one-year deal in like three or four years, right. wasn't it? Like, it's he like, kept getting yeah. like one-year renewals, one-year renewals, and then this year they gave him a four-year renewal. So he ain't going anywhere, and he's one of the best coaches in the NFL. Uh, let's see, Cincinnati Bengals, Joe. Yeah, I have uh, Zach Taylor, Verde. Young, I mean, I don't have every first-year head coach in the Verde tier. I don't. But for him taking over a situation where I'm not sure there's super high expectations, benefit of the doubt is going to go with him all the way along. He's No question. So we have the Cleveland Browns next. And, Joe, I actually have Freddie Kitchens in the mild tier because this was a higher – that was made for the sake of continuity for the sake Mm -hmm. of uh, kitchens, having a good chemistry with franchise quarterback Baker Mayfield. And that's great. But with all the dynamics that have changed in Cleveland with all the personalities that they've brought in and how aggressive they've been in a win now window, if this team comes out and goes seven and nine, I could very much see them looking to bring in an established coach, depending on what the coaching market and carousel looks like next off season. Uh, the kitchen tire was made for continuity in the offense, but if they're not able to gel 
and has established chemistry and Kitchens cannot balance all of the personalities in his locker room, I think there is a little bit of a risk here. Same exact thought process, Kyle. I have him in the mild tier. Uh, if that continuity doesn't prove to be uh, what they needed to take the next step as a team, then I don't think they're going to stay committed to Freddie Kitchens, especially. I mean, Jimmy Haslam's a wild card, man. Yeah. If you think if you think he's going to sit put when he thinks his team should be doing X and it's doing Y, he's going to move on. Okay, and then Pittsburgh Steelers, you took the first two in the North, Joe, so I'll take the Steelers here too. Mike Tomlin's seat is hot. It's not fire, but it's hot. And the only reason it's not fire is because the Steelers have been a franchise that has been committed to continuity in, in their coaching staff. You know how many coaches the Steelers have in their franchise history, Joe? Three. Three in the history of the franchise, which is wild. Now, the Steelers are in kind of a precarious situation here where all the reports of, of – Issues in the locker room and the rift that Antonio Brown caused and the issues that he had with Ben Roethlisberger and the perception that some other teammates have of Ben Roethlisberger and his treatment from Tomlin versus everybody else. So this team experienced a regression in their record. I personally feel like they're they're beyond their current winning window with with what they have on their roster right now. Ben Roethlisberger is going to have the ability to elevate play and keep you competitive, and that's not to say they might not win 10 games, but do I think there's a realistic chance that the Pittsburgh Steelers win a Super Bowl title this year? No, I don't. But they need to have the bounce-back year, and they need to show that that Tomlin has control of this locker room because I think all, all the reports this offseason have me concerned, and then you add on top of that a record regression where if this team underperforms this year, Tomlin might have a problem. Yeah, I've got him in the hot t- uh, hot tier as well, Kyle. Um, I, on one hand, you look at this guy's resume, 12 seasons, never had a losing record, won a Super Bowl, uh, one, two, three, four, five, six. Half the time he wins the division. Uh, I mean, hell of a stretch. And, and so it's hard for me to like even think about a, a coach with that has delivered that type of consistency to be in this hot tier. But like you said, this is – this is a team that it feels like it's kind of gutted out maybe what's held it back from not really, you know, making a super deep run, which is really hard to believe it on one hand because those players are so good. Um, but, I mean, Pittsburgh at some point, it, you know, at some point, that I mean, they're going to have to make a decision there. And, and if they really think that there's an opportunity to win with, Ben Roethlisberger, he's not getting any younger. And, and if Tomlin's the, the tragic flaw, then they might have to make a change. I don't know. It, it's it's hard for me, but I think he belongs in the hot tier. There were some rumblings last year, and I think the team needs to perform. Like you said, though, I'm not sure they're in the best position to really make a deep run as they were maybe in 2017 or 2016. Right. I agree. And it was – Ron Rivera was the the domino that needed to fall, right, for Pittsburgh? Uh, yeah. If, 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 if Dave Tepper – got rid of Rivera, he was going after uh, Tomlin. Yeah. So, okay, we'll get to that. We're going to move to the <laughs> AFC South, uh, the Houston Texans. Joe, I'm going to let you take this one first. Where's Bill O'Brien? Kyle, before I tell you about where I have Bill O'Brien, I want to talk about sex. Good sex. All right, sounds good. Remember, those, remember the days when you were always ready to go now you can increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed. Listen up, bluechew.com. That's blue like the color blue. 
Blue Chew brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know they work. You take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach, and since they're chewable, they work up to twice as fast as a pill, so you can be ready whenever an opportunity arises. Now, this just isn't for guys who can't perform. It's for any guy who wants extra function to enhance their performance in the bedroom. Blue Chew is prescribed online and ships direct to your door in a discreet package, so there's no in-person doctor's visit, no waiting in the pharmacy, and best of all, no more awkwardness. They're made in the USA, and since Blue Chew prepares and ships direct, they are cheaper than a pharmacy. Right now, we've got a special deal for you. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first shipment for free. When you use our special promo code locked on, just need to pay $5 shipping. Again, that's B L U E Chew.com, promo code locked on to try it for free. Blue Chew is the better, cheaper, faster choice. And we thank them for sponsoring this podcast. Kyle, Bill O'Brien got him in the mild tier. Um, I thought about hot, to be honest with you. And, and, and it's that's a little bit different. What's that? I have him in the hot tier. Oh, you have him in the hot tier. So here, I mean, the challenging thing about that is, is he's coming off a season where they're 11 and five, won the division, but at the same time, the firing of Brian Gain and anytime you, you, you disrupt the the continuity between a coach and, and a GM, the one that's still there, you know, they're on the hot seat. And, I have Bill O'Brien in the mild because they did just win the division and he's won the division three of the last four years. So that's why I couldn't quite put him in hot. He's in mild, but he's teetering on that hot tier. Well, it's, uh, for me, it's, it's shit or get off the pot time is what it is for the Houston Texans. And like you have to start, you have to not just make the postseason, you have to make a run. Because if not, then your team is capped and you need to find the catalyst that's going to bring that change when you have a young franchise quarterback. If Deshaun Watson gets sacked 50-plus times again this year and the Texans go one and done in the playoffs. 60. 60. I mean, I'm just saying this year. <laughs> if, he gets, yeah. if, if he gets pounded into the dirt again and they don't protect him, is management and ownership going to look at their most valuable asset, a franchise quarterback, and say, listen, Bill, you're not getting success in the postseason. You're gr- – pounding this guy into the dirt and they made the change in management, as you said. So for those, those were the reasons for me. It's like, you got to make a move. Now you got to make a legitimate like push in the playoffs. Otherwise I just think you're capped and, and no team wants to be that team that goes 10 and six, 11 and five in every year and then loses the first playoff game that they play. Indianapolis Colts. We're going to make this real simple. Frank Reich is Verde. Very Verde. Verde. Love what's going on in Indy. Can't wait to see if uh, if that coaching staff performs again like it did last year, but there's not a chance he's going to be on the way out. Jacksonville Jaguars, Doug Marone. Your favorite coach in the NFL, Joe. Yeah, my favorite coach. St. Doug Marone. This man's on the fire seat, Kyle. Are you offended? No, I'm saying fire. I'm agreeing with you. Oh, okay. Five and eleven last year. Now he's got uh, he's got his his quarterback, I guess, in Nick Foles. Defense with high expectations, but the man's playing football in the 1970s, and it's 2019. And if they can't produce, 
ownership's going to get tired of this old school style that is nothing like what the rest of the league is doing. It should have got off the pot time for Doug Marone coming off of a 5-11 and season. I agree with everything you said. We're going to keep it brisk. We're going to move on. Tennessee Titans, Mike Vrabel, Joe, this team, when you consider the issues that they had with quarterback last year with Marcus Mariota getting hurt mm-hmm. and some of the flaws in the roster um, and the fact that Vrabel's a second-year head coach and they went 9-7 and seven despite the issues that they did have, I think Vrabel's seat is very verde. I don't think he's got anything to worry about this year. I also agree with you. I, he was one, he was the th- the toughest one for me, probably of anyone I have in Verde to keep in Verde, just because I feel like there's a lot on this team this year to find out what it has in in Marcus Mariota. I know that's crazy entering year five or is it four? Is it four of Mariota? He came in the 2015 class of so 15, 16, 17, 18. This is year five. This is yeah, entering year five. It feels like a no-excuse year for Mariota. I still have him in Verde, but I, I just I think there is a little bit more. Of all the coaches I have in Verde, he's the one I feel least comfortable being in there. Well, I think the pressure's on Mariota. I don't think the pressure's on Vrabel, to be honest with you. <sighs> yeah, I know, but doesn't that and, – and that's that's what's interesting because it's not like Vrabel's been there the whole time Mariota has. Right. I mean, Vrabel's but, first year with Mariota was last year. Mariota was – looking very promising for his first two years. And then he had his regression in year three, and then Vrabel came into the picture. And Mar- Mariota was battling injuries all year. Mariota, yeah, I mean, Mariota hurt his throwing elbow week one against the Dolphins. Wasn't right all year. So I don't it, think it, that it, pressure falls back on Vrabel. That's my point, though. Well, and to your point, he still managed to go 9-7. and seven. Right. He's safe. AFC West... Denver Broncos, Vic Fangio. Go ahead, Joe. Verde. He's, Verde. He's, yeah, he's he's fine. He's not going Kansas anywhere. City Chiefs, Andy Reid. Verde. Verde. Fine. Not going anywhere. Not going anywhere. Uh, LA Chargers, Anthony Lynn. Verde. Verde. He's not, not going, going anywhere. anywhere. Oakland Raiders, John Gruden signed a 10 year guaranteed contract entering year two. Guess what? He's Verde. He's not Verde. going anywhere either. Especially because the Raiders have cash flow issues. You think they're going to pay a coach, not the coach, on that deal for the next 10 years? No, he's not going anywhere. The entire AFC West is safe, safe. man. That's locked and loaded. Hey, that that really helped us with our timing here, Joe. We're back on (laughs) schedule. That was great. Let's hope we get a couple more of those. Dallas Cowboys, uh, Jason Garrett. Joe, where you got him? Uh, Let's see. Where is his face? Uh, Mild. I have him on mild. Um. I mean, the thing about Jason Garrett, I always go back to this. If Jerry Jones was going to fire Jason Garrett, it would have been after the, the three eight and eights in a row, maybe after the four and 12, but he's done nothing but commit to Jason Garrett, who has a good football team at his disposal this year. They won the NFC last year. They've won the NFC East three of the last five seasons, or three of the last six seasons. No, three of the last five. So – I think that Dallas is going to be a good football team this year, and Jason Garrett's not going anywhere. But, I mean, if this team bottoms out, which I don't think will happen, but maybe it does, I didn't keep him completely in the verit. I have him mild, but a very soft mild. I think he's hot, actually. I don't think think he's fire, but I think he's hot. Like, he's got to perform because this entire team's winning window is right now. 
Think about it. The way the roster's been set up, their cap situation, the fact that they still have to pay Dak and Zeke, these young talents, they've got they their opportunity to win without making significant changes to the roster, they're looking at it right now. And if the Cowboys have a mediocre season, they underperform, Dak regresses, which I'm not saying any of those things are going to happen because I think their roster is very, very good. But if it happens and the Cowboys fall flat on their face, I think Jerry Jones would give consideration, especially because they flirted with it before, right? Like Garrett's kind of been like rumored to be on the hot seat for a couple years now. And then like the team has performed for him, but that's not to say if this team, again, it feels like they hit the ceiling or they regress. I think Garrett's got pressure. And because I think he's got pressure and I think the situation with the Cowboys as a team, that's why he is where he is for me on the hot, but not fire. Here's it. So everyone talks about how Dallas has all these guys to put to pay and Zeke Cooper and Dak. They have the third most cap space in the league right now in 2020. They have, they have almost a hundred million in 2021. Like I don't understand why this is such a challenging proposition. You're going to make me pull it up, huh? Well, I mean, I have it pulled up. I'm, I'm looking at it. Well, I have to look at it to rebut you. I'm sorry. I don't have the Cowboys payroll available <laughs> on the top of my head. Uh, 60, they have $60 million right now in 2020. In 2021, I think it's $97 million. Yeah, $97 million in cash. Get the deals done. Pay, guarantee the money and pay it over the next two seasons. Well, they signed Cooper already, didn't they? I don't think so. Cooper's getting 13.9 this year. Right, but I, I think his contract's up okay, after yeah, this that, year, Okay, right? yeah, that's his, that's his fifth-year option. Yeah. Okay. Okay, so, yeah, you got long-term. What do you think Amari Cooper's going to cost? Uh, I mean, if Sammy Watkins gets $18 million a season, yeah, this is going to be 20-plus a year, right? Okay, how much are you going to pay Dak Prescott? Uh, what do you you got to pay him like what high twenties a year at least? Yeah, they've I mean they've came out with the number thirty four a year already. So that right there, and those two guys is half half that hundred million dollars in cap space who you were just talking about. And then you okay. got to make additions to the roster. You you've got a lot of young studs. This team has drafted really well. What do you think Jalen Smith's going to require for a contract extension? Yeah, those, I mean, these decisions they're going to have to make. But I mean, I don't like. I think I don't think it's all into twenty nineteen. Like, go win the Super Bowl, or else Jason gets Garrett gets fired. And I'm not saying you took it to that extreme, but like, what, I mean, what does Jason have? To, what if you think he's on the hot seat, not the fire seat, but the hot seat? Yeah. What does Jason Garrett have to do in twenty nineteen to to save his job? I mean, if they have, if they make the playoffs, he's fine. What if they go nine and seven and miss the playoffs? Yeah. He's probably still fine. Probably still fine. So you're talking like a seven and nine or worse for yeah, Jason Garrett. The Cowboys fall flat on their face. All right. Well, we've, uh, we've lost the pacing that we were on. We were in good shape there. Then we did one team. <laughs> New York Giants, Pat Shermer. I have him on the hot seat. The hot seat. I got a mile, but I didn't have him hot. 
I mean, we've, we've seen Pat Schumer as a head coach in other places as well as New York last year. It feels like they, for whatever reason, they think they can get this done with Eli Manning. I just don't – I mean, I'm not saying his deck is is stacked or anything like that, but I don't know. Like, what do you, what does this team have to do, like, to, to continue to believe that Pat Schumer is the guy? I don't know. I have questions about what that answer is, and so I put him in the hot seat. Okay. I'm not going to argue too hard with you. Doug, Doug Peterson, Philadelphia Eagles. For me, he's very what, what did you have, uh, Schumer? I said mild. Oh, mild. Okay. Mild. So I was, I, I mean, I, I agree that there's a little bit of pressure there to, to start seeing results and um, Gettleman kind of forming the roster in the vision of what he wants that team to look like. They're, and now they've acquired a young franchise quarterback. So whether it's Eli or if they choose to go with Daniel Jones, like they're going to want to start to see some results show up on the field. So if that does not materialize, then I think there's some some pressure on Pat Shermer. Uh, is it Redskins? Son? No, it's no, uh, uh, Doug Peterson. Peterson. Who's Verde for me? Verde, yeah, yeah. I mean, dude won a Super Bowl in 2017. They just extended Carson Wentz there. He's fine. Uh, Washington Redskins and Jay Gruden, Joe. Fire. Fire, Kyle. This man, this is, I don't understand how he's still the coach, right? So Dan Snyder takes over this team in 2000, the year 2000, and uh, he went through six head coaches from 2000 to 2013 after he purchased the team. Jay Gruden's 26-37-1. Five in seasons, every, right? It, no, well, in four seasons, he nine and seven. They won the NFC East in 2015, but he's 26, 37, and one in his other four seasons, and he hasn't finished higher than third in any other decision, season except for the one time nine and seven was good enough to win the NFC East. And he signed through 2020. This is a make or break year for him. And with the the same thought process that we talked about with Sean McDermott in Buffalo, right, where you've now got our young quarterback and. You, they need to feel that those conditions are the right conditions for that young quarterback to thrive. And Jay Gruden just getting Dwayne Haskins. Haskins was Dan Snyder's choice. Don't like, don't get it twisted, right? So if Snyder doesn't like what he sees throughout the course of the year with how Haskins takes to the offense and progresses, and they're not going to be shy about making a move. He's on the fire seat for me as well. Yeah, I'm. I, I'm surprised he's still their head coach. To be honest yeah. with you. Yeah, and and maybe like injuries have not been great. I, I certainly get that, but that's never. I mean, no, nobody else gets to say that's an excuse, right? Like, it's part of football. 15, 16, 17, 18, Son of a bitch, Matt Nagy needs to call Tearmaker. He's not on the list. <laughs> well, he's Verde. We can move he's, on. Right? He's Verde, but I I, was, I saw Chicago Bears. I'm like, wait, where did I put Nagy? <laughs> Yeah, I didn't see him either. Um, So, Matt Nagy, give him a call, man. Voice your displeasure. But he's Verde. Uh, Detroit Lions and Matt Patricia. For me, he's mild, Joe. Um, Patricia in Detroit trying to replicate New England West. And uh, I know that that season last year didn't necessarily go well. And I know Patricia, like late to his own press conferences and stuff like that. He's not doing himself any favors with the public perception as well. So the Lions are one of those teams that I could see if they flop hard 
than them getting discouraged by the direction that Patricia is trying to negotiate the organization to go with. So he's mild for me. I got him in the hot seat, Cal. Hot. Hot. Woo! Not, not fire, but he's hot. I think. I mean, you kind of talked about it. I mean, he's like a sloppy dude, right? And I think – like there has to be a degree of likability, right? That's good. That's really important in any job. People put up with a lot based on likability. And you have a team that was six and 10 in year one. You have Matt Stafford. Who's like, it's kind of getting older now, right? Like if, it, if it's going to happen, then it needs it to happen. And I think that this, this team feels good about its roster right now, pretty much everywhere. And I think there's some expectations that come with, Matt Patricia and the Detroit Lions in this season because I don't think he's the Michael, most likable guy, and if and he 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 does he can't afford to have anything not go his way. If this team's six and ten, seven and nine again, I wouldn't be that surprised. I don't have him in the fire seat, but he's in the hot seat for me. Okay, so we have the same exact line of thinking. I just think there's a little bit less pressure. Like if they go six and ten again this year, I don't think his job's in jeopardy this offseason. Really. I mean, if they go three and thirteen, then yeah, then we're talking about like pack your shit. <laughs> uh, Green Bay Packers, Matt Lafleur. Let's make this real simple, Joe. This is a Verde seat, right? No. Oh, come on. No, I got. I have him in the mild seat because it's the opposite situation as Zach Taylor. This is a Green Bay team that's ready to win, right? And the 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 discourse between Aaron Rodgers and Mike McCarthy. Now we're now it's Aaron Rodgers and Matt Lafleur. If there are some indications that this relationship isn't going to work and that they can't make another run with Aaron Rodgers, he's gone. And, and look, I have a mild, so I don't expect that to happen. It'd be very unlikely to me. But I didn't feel comfortable keeping him in the Verde tier. I just view it as young mind, young offensive mind. If if this is another head coach that cannot get along with Aaron Rodgers, then just make Rodgers the coach of the team. You know, just like fine with me. Be done with it. Let Rogers have it his way then, and see how that goes for him. Um, Minnesota Vikings, Mike Zimmer. How hot is this seat for Mike Zimmer, Joe? I, Kyle, I have him in mild. I, I wanted to keep him in Verde, but I think with the Cousins deal and a, and a, a really good roster, the expectations are there, but. I mean, he's meeting expectations, in my opinion. I mean, he's got a thirteen and three and eleven and five. I mean, obviously eight, seven, and one is not great last year. Two division championships in the last four years. I, I mean, it, it, I believe in. I, I just like. I think he's a player that everybody, a coach that everybody loves. Like on the team, the fan base love him. Like I, I just, I don't think he deserves to be any higher than mild. But I don't think he can quite be in the Verde just based on another mediocre season. Wouldn't be great for him. Yeah, I agree with you. On that on that front, uh, NFC South, Atlanta Falcons. I'll take this one first. Uh, Dan Quinn's seat is hot, Joe. In my really? opinion, I really? think Dan Quinn. Listen, he Dan Quinn came to Atlanta, and he's had a great start to his coaching career with the Atlanta Falcons. Right, came in in 2015, eight and eight. Then he went 11 and five. They made the run to the Super Bowl. They had this big explosive offense, and then they went 10 and six. And then they went seven and nine. So what do they do? They make these big investments in the offensive line, try and get the offense back on schedule. Uh, but I don't. I'm not confident. When did Shanahan leave? 
uh, after, three years ago? After the Super Bowl run, right? Yeah, so his third season gone. Offense hasn't really looked the same, right? Wasn't bad, but it hasn't looked the same. And if this offense continues to stay stale without Kyle Shanahan, then do you remember the, the red zone issues that they've had? Yeah. On offense? Like, if they have another year of that, then I, I don't know. I mean, then Dan Quinn would have gone 11-5, 10-6, If they regress again, I think there's enough pressure here where this team peaked and they're coming back down, and they're going to want to have a catalyst of change. So you have him hot. Yes. All right, I got him mild. Um, I, I, um, I I think you made it. The last thing you said there was if this team regresses again. So regressing from seven to nine, I don't see this football team being worse than seven to nine. And so I, I, I appreciate the angles that you have, and that's why he's not in Verde, but have him in the mild, and, and I think this team's going to – pick back up we'll see the team we saw in you know 16 17 again carolina panthers this is your home front why don't you go ahead and tackle this one yeah ron rivera's seat is very hot um is and it hot or fire 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 very, yeah okay. fire this is a fire situation um i don't think it should be i think ron rivera is an awesome football coach and he's a great leader for the organization you have a situation now where this carolina panthers team in its entire history has never and I repeat, has never had back-to-back winning seasons. It's never happened. And you have a new owner in Dave Tepper, who we've heard some stories about, right? This awesome is a man that's stories. this dude's not going to sit on his hands and, and wait to to see if if uh, Ron Rivera can can build a consistent winner. So I don't think it's as simple as Ron Rivera having a winning season this year. I think it's the fact that he needs to prove to Dave Tepper, this new owner, that he can win consistently. And unfortunately, that just hasn't been the case. And I, I actually, in Six Pack Thursday today, did a game-by-game prediction of the Carolina Panthers, and the back half of that schedule is absolutely brutal. They face, like, all the NFC contenders, and I just don't see them finishing well. It's going to be a bad last impression. And I think, like, Ron Rivera can go, like, 8-8 eight and eight or 9-7 and seven and, and lose his job because Dave Tepper is not going to want to – Gonna you know, keep spinning this cycle that's been spinning since 1996. So I, I think mean, this seat's extremely hot. I am in Fire. the same tier. Fire tier. We need to make that postseason run. And he's in an unenviable spot, Joe, because as you said, second half of the, the schedule is tough. The Buccaneers with Bruce Arians are expecting to have a re-energized franchise and uh, continue the f- high-powered offense. There's the New Orleans Saints in this division and the Atlanta Falcons, who we've talked about as a pretty impressive roster. So tough sledding for Ron Rivera. Uh, but what about New Orleans Saints? Sean Payton, this is Verde? Yeah. Verde, next. Okay. Bruce Arians, Tampa Bay. Verde. Verde, next. NFC West, Arizona Cardinals. Joe, I got this mild. <laughs> okay. Um, I didn't, I didn't even honestly really put a lot of thought into putting him in Verde. Cliff Kingsbury as a first-year head coach uh, at the NFL level with any team, but Cliff Kingsbury uh, doesn't really have the resume to be in the position that he's in right now. Correct. And when you get that kind of opportunity, and we know the Arizona Cardinals as an organization – 
can have some knee-jerk reactions. They can be motivated by things that aren't necessarily uh, wins and losses. They want what's good for business. Ownership treats that organization like a business. And if Cliff Kingsbury is in over his head, despite the fact that we've added all these players to fit right in line with Cliff Kingsbury's spread offense, which we don't even know if it's going to work at the NFL level, if that flops, I would not be surprised at all. Kyle, I have him in Verde. And here's why. Do you think Michael Bidwell is going to pay three coaches in 2020? You can't go one and done with back-to-back coaches. You just can't. Cliff Kingsbury can go 0-16, and I just don't think you can go back. No. You can go one and done twice in a row. I don't I don't agree with you. All right. Cliff what does Cliff Kingsbury's contract look like? I don't know. I don't know, but uh, he shouldn't have the contract he has. But I just could not imagine a franchise going one and done back-to-back years. Looking up his uh, schedule. We've got, in the meantime, uh, Kyle Shanahan and the San Francisco 49ers. Um, so, really? You think it's hotter than that? Yeah, we need to kick it up. You need to get another uh, spice packet there. Uh, he, he's on the hot seat. <laughs> yeah, he's he's on the hot seat, brother. What has he done besides go 6-10 and 10 and 4-12 and 12 in two seasons he's, as a head coach of 49ers? As the crutch of he lost Jimmy Garoppolo all year last year. Okay. Like, I, I mean, I I feel bad about that, but he's 10-22 and 22 in two seasons. And he's won, I think, three games before the month of December in two years. I don't know, man. Like, I, everybody but loves he him. He lost his brilliant. franchise quarterback last year, and he's a sexy offensive play caller. So that's why, for me, he was mild. Because he's got crutches to lean on. Well, here's the thing. We talked about this on a recent episode of Drafties when we were looking at Jimmy Garoppolo's contract. They can get out of it after this year. If they don't believe what's happening here, Shanahan and Garoppolo can go after this year and you move on and you know throw your next dart. But then you could also say, well, Jimmy Garoppolo wasn't the guy. We didn't get a chance to evaluate that. Oh, look at the last year. And now we know because this was his first full year starting for the San Francisco 49ers and he can't execute my offense, so I deserve a chance to get franchise quarterback. If 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 Kyle Shanahan goes 6 and 10, 4 and 12, 5 and 11 and he's coaching in 2020 as a head coach of the San Francisco 49ers, that would be ridiculous to me. Do you expect him to go 5 and 11? We'll have to do we'll, next yeah, week we'll we do need a record yeah. prediction with that. Yeah. Is that because I, I don't disagree with you, and that's why he's in mild for me. Yeah. But I don't expect this team to go 5-11. All right. Well, we'll, we'll do Watercooler Wednesday next week. We'll do 49ers. Seattle Seahawks, Pete Carroll. Verde. Verde. L.A. Rams, Sean McVay. Verde. Verde. And despite our best efforts, Joe, we're at 42 minutes on the podcast. <laughs> did, we, did we do it all? Is that the last one? It's the last one. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, you know this was 45 minutes. Oh, yeah, I, I, I got to know what I'm signing up for with these. That's fine. Yeah. But we hope you guys had fun riding with us. If you disagree, you feel like your coach we were disrespectful to or gave too much credit to, please let us know. Joe is at the Joe Marino. I'm at grinding the tape. As I said, we will be on the Twitch stream tonight uh, late, probably closer to 10 o'clock uh, with 
uh, the Draft Network owner, JC Cornell. We're streaming and we're going to be doing another tier maker, but we're making a consensus tier maker. So we got a debate on who's going where. We were inspired by Josh McCown's uh, inspired take that Julian Edelman is a top five wide receiver in the NFL. So we'll be doing some wide receiver ranks and uh, hope you guys will swing over and join us for that. If not, hit subscribe. You can listen to the audio of that Twitch stream uh, tomorrow on Draft Dudes. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.